0: Hello everybody, my name's Daryl and welcome back. This is McCullough Therapy and in this series we're going to be focusing on hypnotherapy. So in this podcast I'm going to expand on exactly what hypnotherapy is, put it in a wee bit more detail than my previous kind of bite size about hypnosis. So is hypnosis a new thing? No, it's been around for many, many years. I mean, literally, from the ancient Indias and Egypts right through to the present day. There's even documented cases of it being used in some form since 2000 BC. It would be things like used in sleep temples to be cured. And this ideology was adopted by the ancient Egyptians, which imitate those practices. It was then used by the Greeks, and this is where we actually get this name hypnosis from. It was named after the Greek god of sleep, Hypnos. So that's the kind of personification of sleep. The way of hypnosis has been used over the years has changed many, many times. Especially since the, like the 1700s. But fast forward to today and then you have the pioneers. The pioneers of like things like metaphors and progressive relaxation. Stuff like Milton Erickson if it's kind of the area you want to look into. So how does it all work? Well, think about a hypnotic... If we're going to use the word trance... A hypnotic trance is a natural state of deep relaxation and mental alertness. So, in other words, your body is deeply relaxed and so is that kind of conscious part of your brain, the part that's thinking right now, but your subconscious is really open, that place where all your memories are is open, ready to receive new messages. So how do we get into this hypnotic state? Well, it can be done in many, many ways usually by using techniques that are similar to kind of guided medication meditation sorry or visually strong wording so being in a deep relaxed state helps you focus on aspects of your life that you would like to change quite constructively without all those other thoughts and feelings flying around your head and making you lose concentration so by focusing on what you want and then setting those kind of clear goals you can change your behavior in a very, very effective way. You can get rid of those kind of unwanted habits like the smoking and overeating, nail biting, to name but a very, very few. Or even changing the way you react to situations. Just becoming aware of those reactions and then managing them successfully will help you take control of your life without those kind of interventions or medications or kind of invasive treatments. Now there is many, many misconceptions about hypnotherapy and I'm gonna talk about a few for a wee minute. So, some of you might have heard that people can't be hypnotized or it only works for a certain type of person. For example, somebody who's not educated is what I heard. However, it is possible for everybody and anybody within reason to be hypnotized. But it has to be your choice. It has to be the person that's gonna be hypnotized's choice. Imagine, if you will, like a light switch in your brain. And you decide that that day hypnosis will work for you. Guess what? That we switch is on. It will work for you. However, let's say you decide it's not going to work. You don't want to relax. Guess what? It just doesn't work. And this applies to even people who have been hypnotised hundreds of times. Many, many, many times over. And then they just decide that today is not the day for them. And guess what? It won't work. No matter how good the therapy is, how good the therapist is, it just won't work. And the problem with this is, a lot of those hypnotics shows have wrongly kind of portrayed hypnosis as a form of mind control. You know, controlling someone against their will. You know, and making them do something that they would not normally do. Now, I used to do stage hypnosis. And, you know, we kind of, for want of a better word, we kind of present ourselves as this mystical mastery of hypnosis and it's kind of amazing magical process and the techniques are very very similar to hypnotherapy but they're nothing like the hypnosis you see in a hypnotic show I mean people who put themselves forward for that type of show are generally extrovert types who usually like to be the center of attention they want to be on that stage they want to be the next star and they've signed up for it they know full well what they're getting themselves into so the thing about hypnosis is, to achieve that kind of trance-like state, you know, that deep relaxed state and act on those suggestions, you must be a willing participant. Your participation in the process is key. Success without your permission and participation just simply won't happen. You simply won't see any effect from the therapy. Hypnosis always requires your cooperation to achieve a deep relaxed state. Nothing can be done against your personal beliefs or against your will. And when you're moving forward, let's say you decide that therapy is for you, it's very important to talk to your therapist about things like this. It's very important to think about what your goals are and work work out what is actually really important to you. You're always in control from the minute you walk in through that door to the minute you leave. You're always in control. Because at the end of the day, if you decide it's not for you, then it simply won't work. So hypnosis cannot be used to make you divulge personal information or secrets i mean at the end of the day you have to have a level of trust to your therapist so it is important not to withhold information that could cause problems later on especially with your self-development and then i've heard things like it's a you know can you become stuck in a relaxed state you know if you fell asleep during the therapy for you know let's say you're so you relaxed you just fall asleep you'll simply wake up. I mean, when you fall asleep at night, do you continue to sleep throughout the next day and the day after and day after? And I'm sure we all know somebody who actually does do that. But with hypnosis, if you fall asleep, you will just simply wake up. And let's turn that around. Let's say the therapist drops down during the, the session, just keels over, out he goes, or she goes. Within a few minutes, you're going to be consciously aware and we're going to look at another podcast of the difference between conscious and subconscious. But you're going to be consciously aware that something's changed. Something's gone. Why has it gone quiet? And it's going to alert you enough to be able to open your eyes and find out why the silence. You're always in control. And you can end it at any time just by simply opening your eyes. Now a lot of us qualified and professional therapists belong to some form of registered body and I'm not going to give out names of particular bodies here on this podcast but there's many of them around. You can Google search these societies, these registrations that we're part of and a lot of them will have a directory. So you can actually go down through that directory, look for our names and you'll see what type of qualifications we have as well there. And another thing is, you know, if you're going to see a therapist, check things like... Their qualifications and are they suitably suitably insured. All therapists should be have some form of professional indemnity insurance and if you're working with them in their own office they also should have some form of public liability insurance as well. So these are things you need to look at when you're looking for a therapist. So back to hypnotherapy. It assists you in focusing inwards finding the resources you need to overcome the most seemingly impossible of challenges. I mean a question that is asked a lot. So the number one question that we all generally get asked is, what's it feel like to be hypnotised? So I want you to think of a time that you find yourself daydreaming. Are you being so focused or so involved, for example you're reading a great book, Everything just fades away around you, and during these times, you're dropping in and out of a kind of trance-like state. You're very aware of what you're reading, for example, but you don't hear the noises around you, the people moving. And naturally, throughout the day, without being aware of it, this happens on and off. I'm sure a lot of you have a kind of a nine-to-five dreary dog, job, for example, that you just sown completely out of. So, again, also another example would be. Remember the first time you learned to drive? You got in behind the driver's seat, maybe you had an instructor beside you and in front of you was all these levers and gears and their pedals. And when you first started to move off, it was almost like the car had kangaroo petrol. The windscreen wipers were going full blast, the windows were going up and down. Other road users were shouting and giving you very rude gestures. Because everything was in the conscious mind. You had to think about doing everything. And now, kind of fast forward to now, to the, this day and age, you know, after driving for a number of times. Think about the last journey you undertook. Maybe it was a journey that you take all the time to work. Do you remember the whole journey? Do you remember what gears and levers you pressed? Do you actually remember the scenery that you drove past? What music was playing on the radio? Of course you do not. And that's because this became automatic and you drifted in and out of that relaxed state. You're fully aware of what's going on around you. Your peripheral vision's on full blast. Your fight or flight response is just sitting there ready to get you out of any potential danger, but you almost just drift, daydreamy, the whole way to work in that journey. And this can be the same, you know, you're totally, you know, engrossed in a movie. There's noise all around you, there's families, people talking, but it's such a crucial moment in the storyline, and as you watch that screen, you find yourself the talking around you just drops out of your focus. You don't even hear anymore. The movie ends and you realise someone's been calling your name. And you were so focused on that screen, you just didn't hear those people around you. And this is also like a trance-like state. It is simply a state of calm, focus that can be used to help you achieve your goals in an easy and stress-free way. And when you focus like this, you focus intently. It's like being in a trance state. Being in a trance state is so, so pleasant. It's almost like a sleepy feeling. That that feeling just before you fall asleep. Not when you're fully asleep, but just as you're falling asleep. You can feel your body just letting go, relaxing. And afterwards, because it does feel like a dreamy state, you feel refreshed and you feel so relaxed. It's such a stress-free process. So maybe you should think about giving it a try. So in my last podcast, Relax With Hypnotherapy, why not listen to it? It was called Time for Relaxation with McCullough Therapy. And then after you've listened to it, got that sensation of deep relaxation, why don't you tell all your friends about the podcast? So if you have any questions about hypnosis or therapy in general, or how I can help you, you can contact me through my website, which you'll find in the description below, but it's all one word.com. Co.UK. Next, I'll leave a link in the description below. You can also, inf- you know, you can also email me at info@macallotherapy.co.UK. At and again, you can find a link below. There's many ways you can contact me through email, through my website, or even you can leave me a message on the SpeakEasy. So thank you for listening, and I'll speak to you all soon. Have a great week.